0: The Fasarius Chapter House is the world's first headquarters for Christian ministerial innovation, bringing preachers, leaders, and innovators together to collaborate on new liturgies, resources, and responses to the challenge of our times. This podcast explores the ever-changing era of perpetual upheaval in which effective ministry requires constant imagination, creativity, and change. Uh, hey everybody! Thanks for joining us today on the Chapter House Podcast. I'm joined here with two great friends, local pastors uh, Michael Pope from Radiant Church in Jackson, and uh, Bryce Gernand. Is that how you say your last name? Gernand. Gernand. I'm gonna oh. say it however. I, I, I feel so so cultured, so European <laughs> when I put a little. It sounds better. Yes. From Jackson First Church of the Nazarene. So yeah, say hey, hey, introduce yourselves. Anything that that would be um, fun for people
1: to know about you? Go ahead, Michael. Well, uh, Pastor Dave, thank you. Do you go by Pastor Dave or I Dave? I just go by Dave. Dave. All just, right, I'm sorry. No, no, that's all right. I like Mike as well, too. Yeah, He's yeah. Mike. So thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast today. I'm into typewriters like Dave, so I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thanks for having us. Uh, lead pastor at Radiant Church here in Jackson. We've been here just about, just over s- six years. Yeah. Great church. Yeah. Great church. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah.
2: Bryce, I'm the
1: lead pastor at... Gernand. Gernand. Yeah, Gernand.
2: Bryce Ger- Gernand. Gernand, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and lead pastor at Jackson Naz is what uh, we affectionately call Jackson First Church of the Nazarene. And been there for about 15 plus years, lead pastor for three years. And yeah. um, uh, I, I have five kids, so that oh, that's wow. always fun.
0: You have your own fun. church at
2: home. I have, yeah. yeah I mean, small congregation. I we all do, yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh well, uh, I thought we'd talk about about COVID uh, today and what it's like to be a pastor in, in mm. the midst of COVID because um, you know th- as much as I as much as I have some triumphantalism in me, some some <laughs> victory. Pro- COVID mm. has sucked for us and, and just been a, a straight kick in the teeth. But uh, <laughs> but before we get into the the, the all the pastoring stuff, I, I've been reading the scripture this week, and this this struck me so funny. You know how sometimes you read something in the Bible and you're like, wait. I know that that's not about right now, hmm. but boy, does that sound a lot like right now. And these are words from Jesus in the Little Apocalypse in Matthew, and and a couple of terms for anybody who's listening um, that are critical. First, the term Christ um, means savior, mm-hmm. um, so so that's important to know. Second, the term nations in the Bible doesn't mean nation states, doesn't mean America, it means people groups, ethnos. It means mm-hmm. it means skin color, culture, nationality, black, white, brown. Um, you know, Hispanic, Mexican, Irish, Canadian. I mean, it's it's people groups, identifiable people, people groups. Um, so, this, so this is Jesus in in Matthew, and and it just cracks me up. Okay, see that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name saying, "I'm the Christ," which again means I'm the one who's going to save you, mm-hmm. and they'll lead them astray, and and you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. So don't be alarmed. Because this has to happen, but it's not the end. Mm. For nation will rise against nation, people group against people group, and kingdom against kingdom, and there'll be famines and earthquakes in various places, and these are just the beginning of the birth pains. Then they'll deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you'll be hated by all nations for my namesake. And then many will fall astray and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And uh, the Greek word saved is the Greek word sozo. And it is best translated literally as, as health and wholeness. The mm. one who endures to the end will be healthy. Mm. And I just, you're reading this and you're like, okay, wait, time out. You're talking about wars and rumors of wars. Okay, got that. You're talking about people who standing up saying, "I'm the one that's going to save you" in election season. All right, we got that. Um, you're talking about don't people not being alarmed. We have Chicken Little syndrome in a massive degree here in our churches. But this isn't the end. Jesus says this is the end of an age. He says in the verses prior, but not the end of all ages. This, you know, theologically speaking, this isn't the beginning of the eschaton. This isn't the the the, the moment where God's full and final kingdom invades and, and history is rewrought. No, this is just the end of an age. Um, people group against people group. We got any black and white tension that I missed uh, mm-hmm. lately? Kingdom against kingdom. You got left and right going at loggerheads. You, you got Canada and the states. You got the states and Mexico feeling tension. You know, Russia, China, yep. North Korea. Famines. Yeah, we've had those. Earthquakes, tsunamis, wildfires. Yeah, we got all that. And Jesus says this is this isn't the end. It's, these are birth pains. Yeah, uh, this end. This age is at an end, hmm. but a new age is being born. I know the term new age is loaded, but I don't mean I mean yeah. like Jesus means it pick your fight with him yeah and then they'll deliver you up to tribulation that's a greek word that means pressure philipsis means pressure yeah man is there tremendous pressure tremendous pressure people are dying hated by all groups of people because of the name of jesus I mean, christians are not we're not at an all-time high right now for, for our stock in the culture yeah um and many will fall away boy do we have a lot of people who who've just just dissipated um, I don't even mean not showing up at church cause of COVID there's, of course, there's some of that, but there's, there's just people who I don't, I don't even know if they're, uh, uh, if they exist anymore. Hmm. They don't, they don't call, they don't call back. They don't, they don't reach out. You go, there, there are healthy, non-threatened young men and women out there, young families out there that have evaporated from our churches. Um, and people betray one another. Yeah, we see that. Um, and that lawlessness will be increased and the lawlessness results in the love of many growing cold. you you got, you got one set of news channels showing rioting and, and police officers getting shot and dragged out in the street. you got another set of new channel, news channels showing young white men with assault rifles t- taking, taking shots at, at African-Americans. And, and on either side, the people watching the news, what they have is less love. Yep. And less love. Mm-hmm. And less love. And Jesus says, if you endure... You'll be healthy. You get through this. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be strong. And I just think, man, he was so smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, reactions, first comments. I mean, doesn't that? Oh, that's so poignant. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know,
2: my my first reaction to that is we see a lot of that going on, right? Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we, you know, you said check, check, check. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good for me to, to keep perspective, you know, uh, some, uh, I, it's easy for me to, to go, uh, man, we feel that so much. We feel that so much, but do I really feel it? Do, am I really the one that feels it? Uh, as much as many others in the world really feel it, I think it's helpful for me to keep perspective and, um, and to, to try to empathize with those who really feel it, you yeah. know? Cause I think I feel li- parts of it, yeah. you know, but, uh, But I don't feel a lot of the parts of it, you know, so I I don't know. I think it's good for me to keep perspective, too.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because we're in the middle of a series right now called Under God. Yeah, And we're using the Pledge of Allegiance to springboard some spiritual truths, talking about everything that you just brought up. And I don't think out of everything that you mentioned, I think everybody in some way is touched by one of those issues. Oh, yeah and it's huge right now. And it feels like what is in a Christian bubble. I felt like, I feel like as the United States of America, we've been in this kind of a protective bubble and it feels like that bubble is gone burst. Yeah. And we, and we used to be able to like kind of walk the middle a little bit, but now it just seems like pick a side. Mm -hmm. So we know what box to put you in. Yeah. And I love what the angel said to Joshua when he's when he shows up and he's getting ready to go in and, and take the promise and he, and he said hey he says to the angel who are you for are you for us or are you for my enemy yeah. and the angel said I'm neither huh. like I'm you know I come with a message from the lord and I that's what I've been dwelling on in all of this. I'm not going to pick a side, and so you can box us in. I, I think there's another option, yeah, right, which is the option of honor. Yeah, it's like you're made in the image of God. I want to hear you, and even if it offends me, I want to lean in, yeah, and yeah. and uh, say, tell me more, even uh-huh. though it might hurt a little you're bit, be, yeah. because I think, especially the ethnos part that you're mentioning, uh, all of this cultural moment that we're experiencing, I think these are all people's hearts breaking really for the Lord Uh and saying, will you hear me? Are you hearing me? I'm hurting. And and I think our response is let's not say, well, this is, they're saying this this That's why I can't stand for this. And this is this say, what if we have another option and it's honor and uh, your view is not going to diminish mine. So I want to lean in and hear what you're trying Mm -hmm. to say. And then hopefully build a bridge of love and and hopefully be a voice above all the other voices. Yeah. That's my first thoughts on what you're saying. Thank you for bringing it up. It's... Well, just to, to find another
0: way, you know. And, and I wonder when Jesus says we're in the birth pangs of a new age... Um, you know, I think maybe one of the hallmarks of the new age in the church. I got to really find a different way to say that because that that, yeah. makes, that makes my own skin. Crying. I hear what you know, you're saying. Uh, I get it. Yeah of the ne- of the uh, next season, a uh, well, kingdom ne- age season. Yeah, know, of the church is, is, era. Yeah, is 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 hearing and and being chastened by, formed by, enriched by, glorified by the perspectives of others. Hmm. Mm. And I just think, you know, like when I, when we, we travel, we all travel, right? You've been on a bunch of mission trips and, and you know, you've been all, all over the world and, you know, I've been to 40 or 50 countries, you know. And when I go there, like I only get warmer, more loving, more intelligent, more wise, mm. more empathetic because I'm in their house. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm in their homes. I'm in their churches. I'm in their, their cities. I'm in their culture. I submit. To all of that, I go. Well, that's the posture I need to have everywhere. Yeah, and and we do that. Like we do that. Marriage, you do that with your in-laws. You do that with your next door neighbors. I go. Like why? Why? Why is that? Why is that so tricky, nationally and culturally? Mm -hmm. And then I go. Well, that's maybe the next season of ministry in the church is that we we have a. This maybe is a cheap way to say it, but that we have a a missionary mindset, um, at home. Yeah. and uh, that we we learn from our neighbors here who who may have had a, a very different experience in the United States than we have. Uh-huh. I'll
2: tell you definitely everything you're everything you just read. People are feeling it, you know. Yeah. And and I like I said, I try to keep perspective on, uh, you know, trying to say, okay, Bryce, I mean, don't don't think that don't be the chicken little of the yeah, sky right, is falling. Right, right. But but also entering into people's uh, real life experiences where this may be the only, the only perspective they can gather right now and, and entering into that and and validating that, you know, we, we, we had some, uh, we dove into lament together the last several weeks at our church and uh, man, people just leaned into that. They just, it was like they, it was like they were desert land and you're just pouring water all over, you know, they just loved it. You know, they had a chance to, to write out or type out their lament, you know, and, uh i mean people feel it people sense that this is just different these are different yeah. times these it's, are different times. it hurts you know yeah. and it's painful and it's it's awkward and it's you know so yeah oh man
0: yeah well i think it, it w- we will look back on the season of ministry and covet for the rest of our lives uh, even if there's a pandemic every year until we die yeah uh, we'll look back on this first one and go man what a what a forge. You know, mm-hmm. where God is hammering out the impurities in us in our churches. God is hammering out the inconsistencies, Man. the weakness, the lack of metal. Um, and and I don't know that it's uh, always God. Uh, maybe God is the anvil in the metaphor, and COVID is the hammer. Who knows? But the, the point <laughs> point being is that th- those who endure, yeah. which is what we're doing, those who endure will be healthier on the other side. And what an important perspective for our own mental health and, and spiritual well being. You know uh well, let's let's rewind the clock. I told you i wanted to to talk about covid from a pastor's perspective because we never really get to and we t- we're, we're when we talk about it we're leading we're trying to provide hope and healing and, yeah. and perspective and somebody said to me the other day they're like oh man i just i look at you and you're so positive and it just seems like you got to figure it out i'm like i am dying right now like, yeah. i am i am on the via della rosa right now so so i thought well let's let's strip it back a little bit there um, i was in i was in france when when uh, i first heard about covid I was visiting other chapter houses which was such a cool experience for me and i was staying in a hostel with with six guys from italy and um and then of course the covid first broke in italy and i'm looking at these guys and they're watching the news and their families are all sick and i'm like this is funny i'm in a little germ bubble uh, and then i get home to the states it hadn't really hit the states there was still there were still kind of whispers and rumors of it hey there's this virus this is february mm-hmm. march you know um, and then I get uh, onto Orcas Island, which is west of Seattle in the Pacific, and and then it, and then it hits, and it hits bad, and and the sky is falling, you know, yeah. literally, people are losing their minds. I got people at home, I'm in, I'm in Zoom calls, they're they're wanting to cancel church, they're. You know, they think we should shut the whole place. We should probably set it on fire. We should probably just kill ourselves and save America the trouble of our infection. And, and it was just so bizarre. Yes. Um, what was it like for you in those early days when you got the news?
1: I remember just hearing the reports in January and February in China. I was watching the Super Bowl. And I remember the conversation. I was sitting in my recliner and I said, You guys been paying attention to like this like virus thing in China? And I said, something like sixty, seventy thousand. I remember that just and in my mind, not really thinking that's gonna work its way over here. Yeah. China seems far away. China seems far <laughs> away, and but it just seems like it just kept getting in the news cycle. And when March rolled around I maybe half was paying attention to it, like, yeah. you know, kind of like orbiting in my mind, but not really thinking how this is gonna impact the church. Well, then when the governors f- started pulling kids from schools, yeah, that's when I was like, hmm, maybe we need to think about like, what this means for the church. And I pulled yeah. a, a meeting together with my team. It was a Tuesday, early March, March, uh, I can't remember, but yeah. uh, about somewhere when we all knew we were probably gonna to have to pause our gatherings. And I wasn't thinking of that yet, but it was a Tuesday and we pulled my whole staff and I said, we need to develop some protocols. I think this is going to get serious. I don't know why I think that, but I just yeah. think this is going to get heavy. And then by Friday, Friday the 13th, <laughs> we had made the decision, we we're going to have to pause our gatherings. And yeah. I and I remember making an announcement, it was, we had a, an event that night at our church and everybody... That's the first thing everyone was asking. Are we going to have church on Sunday? Are we going to have church yeah. on Sunday? Well, I'll tell you later. But uh, yeah, that was... But what, what about in your own spirit? I mean, what were, you, were you sitting there going like, God, what is happening? Is this for real? Is this panic? Like, were, were you in discernment mode or were you in grief mode? or So that that Friday the 13th, I, I remember praying and I felt like, uh, you know, I don't know if it was the Lord or my head, but yeah. I certainly felt like there's a spirit of hysteria on the nation. Oh, yeah, Like in my, yeah, yeah. like, I think there's a spirit of hysteria. I mean, yeah. I was, I hadn't been at a supermarket, but when I'm hearing like, you can't get toilet paper right. and the shelves are bare. I'm cause I didn't go. My wife yeah. was doing all the shopping we had an event. And so I wasn't, hadn't seen that chaos. Yeah. So I was certainly feeling like what in the world is, it did seem like the sky was falling for yeah. people. Yeah. It was, it was funny. It was that
0: people kept telling me that the two of you. Like like by name, they're like oh, Pastor Mike, pa- Pastor Bryce. They're, they're they're scared. I'm like, I know those guys. I don't think I think you're scared, and you want me to be scareder. And they're like, oh yeah, radiant. It does, they, they shut down. I'm like, did they? Yeah. And I remember we talked on the phone, and you're like, no, we didn't shut down. <laughs> like, I mean, eventually, yeah. Yeah. But, but early on, I was like, what what is the I, what is the which one of your windows are they looking through to have yeah. this keen insight into your own panic, which I, I don't think either of you had, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel like me and you even connected that same week. Yeah, right around so. there. I mean, I certainly was thinking about it, but I wouldn't say I was operating in fear. What? Well, no, you're trying to you, operate in wisdom. Yeah, you certainly <laughs> yeah, were. And, and I got sure. such a good, like, uh, yeah.
0: but, but like Holy Spirit conviction, you know, where where I'm going. Good night. These guys are losing their minds. Like, yeah, come on, have some gumption. And you're going, yeah, have some gumption. Anyway, this is the team we have that cleans the building, and this is the team yeah. we have that cleans the party. Yeah. And, this yeah. is the, and I'm like, yeah. well, you're a better leader than me. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What was it like for you?
2: Yeah, we had a Thursday. Probably the same week. Yeah. I think it was probably the yeah. same week that it, everything hit the fan. You know, I mean, it's Thursday we uh we were having meetings, conversations about what are we gonna do, you know, yeah. and and uh on a Thursday I filmed a video that said mm-hmm. um, hey, we're we're aware of things that are happening, and and we're still planning on having in-person services on yeah. uh, this weekend. And then something the dial turned up. Yeah. Some some yeah. something happened overnight. Yeah. And on Friday we shoot another video.
0: <laughs> you know. Oh, and, uh, so great. and it's hey
2: we're not having in person services. You know. And uh, I am a I am a anxious, fearful person. But I have I haven't felt any of that throughout uh. this. Yeah. I, I haven't felt fear or you know um uh, there, there's been some anxiety with decisions yeah. I'm making. Yeah second guessing just about everything oh, every step yeah, you know right. but uh, but as far as that goes it just seemed like there was no move to make other than to just say well we can't we can't meet in person yeah. you know yeah. And now we got to figure out a plan moving forward yeah digitally. right and there
1: was no move to make that pleased everybody yeah and so i think that's where that dialogue comes mm-hmm. from we're like oh it's fear like no it's just for sure it doesn't please you yeah. 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 yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah it's it's funny because i um you know Parker Palmer he used this phrase. You know, an old kind of Christian spiritual guide writer. You know, he he used a phrase about a non anxious presence, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's the thing. I just kept thinking, I'm over there on an island. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't have got back to Michigan that day if my life depended on it. You know, I mean, I, so I wasn't going to change my travel plans. I was with a group of pastors at Len Sweet's house, and we were all talking about it. And his his insight and wisdom still. He, he proved to be so right. He, he styles himself a futurist and he, he proved it in that, that meeting for sure. Hmm. And, but I just kept thinking, like, our people need, uh, the planet needs non-anxious presence. And so I started uh, in the morning, I got up early and I made a pot of coffee. And in the kitchen, at the cabin where I was staying, I made a devotional on my phone. And uh, I did that. From then till now, still every day I do hmm. devotions um, in the morning. and We we turned it into a church service thing online. But I just thought that's the only thing I know how to do. I mean, I'm not going to make all the right decisions. Uh, I'm not going to keep my own frustration and irritation in check unless I personally am, am yes. hip deep yeah. in the scripture. Hmm. Unless I'm constantly, um, you know, getting rid of all the geek in my own spirit because it's there. Um, and I, I just thought that the only way I'm personally going to survive as a human, let alone a pastor is to be in the Word, Yeah. Um, and just share like, Hey, that as God, as God settles me, because I'm, I'm less likely to be panicked and more likely to eat someone who panics. <laughs> <laughs> I am the angry ape of the Lord, too Um, but I just, I'm, I mean, that's not, you know, there's so much sin in that. I just got to give that over. And, um, so then, then I get home, and um, and we tried everything, you know. Like, okay, we went from we did a imp- I think we were we were in person, maybe a little longer than you guys, um, and then we, we were in reduced capacity in person, and then we started doing just in my office. I mean, which at West Winds, which was such a dumb idea, you know. But, <laughs> but I was committed to trying whatever we could try, and yeah. we, we were. I thought well we'll change instead of instead of sort of doing fake church you know I'm pretending there's a crowd there we'll just do like a coffee shop kind of thing or a mm. podcast kind of vibe um, but that was really there There were people who were really concerned about their own health and well-being when we we're that close and so like you said I'm, I'm trying to honor that yeah you know I don't yeah. want to smash somebody else's concern I want to model
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I want to steadfastness without judging people who aren't steadfast yeah um and that was that was such a hard thing for me i felt the wrestling of my flesh and the spirit so keenly um, in, in all my, you know, just the, my, my traditional masculinity, you know, my weightlifting, athletics. I just wanted to smash. Yeah. Um, and, and I knew it was wrong. And, and just, uh, there was so much repenting. I just, it took <laughs> up so
1: much of my time. I would have had so much more free time if I was sin free. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I think pastors, like, you, we always feel like we have to have the answer and be yeah. the answer. And yeah. this is one of those things no one's went through. Right. And we want to control Yep. When everything's out of control. Yep. And I heard, I think it was John Maxwell, or I heard somebody in a podcast, right in the front end of all this. So I was trying to figure it out, see something like, you can be in charge, but you can't be in control. Oh, that's great. And it helped me,
0: yeah.
1: especially trying to find that balance of. That's a great. Moment. We we had the same thing. Who can we get here to help us film? Yeah. Who's not afraid to be with around other people, and and honor those who are not ready for that yet, and.
0: There, there was so much like um, I and I grew up charismatic, and and still I'm a charismatic on the inside. I'm, I'm a bad charismatic, but uh, <laughs> but uh, that's where my my theology leans. And mm-hmm. I grew up with so much sort of Holy Ghost defiance, mm. and there was none of that. Like um, I, I have these impressions, these memories, like what I feel like is in my spiritual soil, of people going. You know what? You put a gun to my head, ask me to deny Jesus. My brains are going to be on the ground. You know, you you tell me that it's not safe to go in there and minister to the sick. Right. I mean, how many times have we prayed for people with AIDS? How many times yeah. have we prayed for people with leprosy? How yeah. many times have I had my hands on somebody with a communicable disease and I'm trusting God to heal them and simultaneously protect me? Yeah, right. None of that during yeah. COVID. I know. Now, not that I want people to be foolish, and certainly I came from a tribe that has its fools. You know, but but I go uh, there. Were the the um, boldness just just leaked out of the yeah. the larger church and, and again there were some fools there were some extremists but I, I go um in the broad spectrum of christian spirituality in the west we just we didn't show up mm. and it still it still grieves me um and and my mom you know my, my dad passed away during covid uh, from from cancer un- unrelated to covid and, uh, you know, we couldn't have a funeral for him, And then we had some other family deaths. And, and my mom went to uh, bury her brother. You know, she had to cross the border. She lives in Canada. She was going to North Carolina. And, and they told her she had to be quarantined and that she was at risk. And she said, you know what? I, uh, if I perish, I perish. Like Esther. That's what Esther said when she went in to see the king. If I perish, I perish. Mom said, I just won't, don't want to live in fear. And then I was so grateful for this amazing godly heritage Of this woman who goes, yeah, I'm I'm super at risk. I've been in and out of hospital for the last two years. I just lost my husband. I just lost my brother. I'm however many years old. If I die, I die. I want to say goodbye. Um, And I just thought, man, that's we needed that. Yeah, and we need it more. We still need it. You know. Yeah.
2: Um, How much of it you think was boldness lacking, and and how much of it do you think was just? the church just trying to get its bearings. Like, what do yeah. we do? What do we do? Yeah, how do we respond? You know? Cause yeah, I think, well, I think on the, on the, at the beginnings, it probably felt like maybe to, to our congregations, maybe to people, what, you know, outside looking in that yeah, yeah. some of that boldness had dissipated and, and, and been forgotten. But, but I really think for, for me personally, I mean, it was a lot of just us trying to figure out our bearings. Like, what can we do? What can't we do? What yeah, should, we, yeah. do? What should how do you, we do? How do you, how you color in you the know? lines? Yeah.
0: And, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i don't i don't know that i feel super uh judgy about it i do feel grieved mm-hmm. you know but but you make a good point i mean it might not have been cowardice um more it just could have been caution or it could have been uncertainty like finding your way in the dark yeah i know there's a door here somewhere i just haven't found it yeah
1: right um, yeah. you know i uh <clears throat> i had this guiding verse throughout this first peter two seventeen. show proper respect to everyone mm. Love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. Yeah. And so I broke that down for our church. That's good. So I'm trying to process this boldness conversation because I feel like I've had to make decisions that took more courage than I ever had to have. Yeah. In the midst of all of this, knowing that it pleases this, doesn't please this side and... And I'm sure like you guys, every side of it is in our, it was in my congregation from conspiracy to, (laughs) to, we're not doing enough. Yeah. And it was just, so I said, Hey, we're going to honor God. We're going to be spirit led. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, the elders, the leadership, we're going to ask God, we're going to get guys from him. We're going to do what he says first, family of believers. So we want to protect the health of our church and the and the safety of those who attend. That's why we have these protocols. When we finally did yeah, yeah. start gathering, and I felt like we jumped in on that gathering piece maybe sooner than a lot of other churches. But I yeah. was ready because yeah. I thought a couple of weeks, like uh, we, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. certainly by Easter we'll be back and <laughs> and. Uh, <clears throat> uh so respect for everyone i looked at that as our community that we're going to protect our witness to the community yeah so some of this isn't fear some of it's what we're saying to the community if we keep gathering while everyone else is hunkering down trying to mitigate a virus that we think is serious so what does that say to our community if we're like just defiant right so i think it took courage To pause the gathering, Mm -hmm. I think it did. Yeah, it it did absolutely. (laughs) And uh, and then honor the emperor, and that was the one that was (laughs) (laughs) our government. We're going to honor our the governing authorities and um, give some people with strong political opinions. Oh (laughs) yeah, so I've never, (laughs) I just have never experienced this in my entire life. Yeah. So, but I do, but I have in it uh, had felt anxiety. I had second guessed a lot of decisions, Yeah, like felt like normally I feel like intuitive on the decisions I'm making and like, we're doing it this way and here's why. And, and not, and I was telling people like, here's what we're going to do. I don't know if it's the best and I don't even know if it's a great solution or answer, but so I, Mm -hmm. I feel like my faith has just been stretched in all of it. Yeah. You,
0: you, you, I don't know if you still did them or how long you did them for, but one night was a Wednesday night. We've been doing a bunch of stuff online. I log in to Facebook, which is a little bit like going to the dump looking for candy. You know, you're like, <laughs> I know, I know, there's probably something still in a wrapper in here, but man, is it geeky. And you guys were live streaming a prayer meeting, and I held on to that prayer meeting. Oh. I still took COVID. it. Just, it just, it just totally i hate the word blessed but man did it bless me what, mm. what is that cooler guy or word for for blessed but but i you, <laughs> you uh you know your kid was on the back playing guitar you had somebody else interceding somebody else singing um they're on a couch and you were up front praying holding the bible praying and prophesying at the camera and i just went like yeah this is for me man mm. this is god is just putting so much in my tank watching you do this mm. Um, it was so, so amazing. And and for me, COVID has been the worst, the worst season of my life, like easily. Just, yeah. I've just been, uh, um, I've, I've gone through all of it. And I would sit in the chapter house and play soaking music, you know, instrumental prayer music through the huge um, speaker system all over and just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Mm. And I held onto that image of you praying on Facebook so often because I just mm. thought that's the right way, man. Like we only get through this By hanging onto the hem of his garment. That's
1: so true. Yeah. And
0: so you modeled, like you were my pastor
1: in that. Absolutely. Thank you 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 for sharing that. We did that. I had someone at the very beginning, it was my pastor, Pastor Lee Cummings. He had challenged the whole network, did a Zoom meeting with all the pastors and said, guys, he said, if if we approach this, like how do we get the gathering back together? Yeah. And that's our only focus right now. We're going to miss a moment. Yeah. So you need to lean into the Lord and ask. Yeah. What, what is this moment requiring of us? Yeah. And I did that. And I, I felt like what I was observing from other pastors. And I think it's just cause we ought to know what we're doing. Like everyone just started popping out content. Yeah. Just like, yeah. uh, I knew one pastor, he was doing like an email, two video things on Facebook and just so much in a week. Yeah. And it was stressing them out, burning them out said, bro, you're doing too much. Yeah, right. But, but the one thing I got was I asked. Lord, what, what should I be doing in this that's gonna help? And the Lord just said, My church needs to be praying. Yeah. Teach my people to pray. That's so good. And so that's what we did. That was we don't have a midweek service, but yeah. for a season, we every Wednesday night at six six or six thirty, we mm. would pray really with no agenda. Yeah. We did it for an hour. Yeah. We try to land it right at the hour, but and cool. yeah. What was interesting, our first one we had Ninety people, I think, is what they said I was watching on Facebook. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but yeah. I've never had ninety people at a prayer gathering. Yeah, yeah, sure. For, yeah for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Yeah, I yeah, felt like yeah. that's yeah. a win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a win. Thank you for sharing that. That's no, that was that so, encourages me. That really was
0: cool. so cool. I just, I, I don't know that I've ever prayed more, and, and I just felt, I felt you praying with me, hmm. you. You virtually were interceding for me, which was so, I just felt like I was so gifted, yeah. Um, What other spiritual practices were, um, well, you know, we know what what teaching looks like. We know what Christian education looks like. What other spiritual practices um, did you guys try and implement with whatever success or not success?
2: I don't know how much success it was, but we tried to, we, we have a, we try to have everybody set their dial at twelve twelve each day, and Romans twelve twelve is joyful in hope, patient in affliction, oh, faithful yeah. in prayer. And so, so ding twelve twelve. Somebody's praying for the church yeah, collectively, good. individually. Our you know, and uh so we d- decided to do this thing where you know, because same thing. What kind of content do we? Yeah. How do we make ourselves available? What? Yeah. How do we? Uh, Put ourselves out there for our people, you know, and maybe for people who are searching and uh, not connected to a church. So we did this thing called Twelve Twelve, and it was just a midweek, middle of the week, middle of the day time of Lectio Divina, which is divine reading, and and just a way to way to get into Scripture because um, I think it's very valuable to to pray during this time. Very, you know, you talked about being hip deep in 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 Scripture, and and I think so many of our so many of our people hear the scripture that we present, you know, on, 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 on weekends or whatever, mm-hmm. and maybe they're not interacting with it on their own. And so how do they even, do they even know how to do that? Do they yeah. have the tools to do that? So, so we would really, I mean, it was just a real simple thing, but it was just us taking our people virtually through Electio on, Divina. Online, to, every day online. 12, 12. yeah. Yeah. Every, uh, every, Wednesdays, every, oh, just Wednesday. Wednesdays at 12, 12. And, and so we would, we would teach him how to okay so what what word or what phrase stands out yeah. to you how do you how do you take that into your daily life how are you going to you know this is how you can pray this this scripture out, you know. How do you pray for each other? And so we'd have people in the chat feature of whatever platform we were yeah, on, yeah. you know, typing out what word or phrase stood out to them, yeah, typing okay. up prayers and Let phrases.
0: me introduce you, Alexio? Because I, I go back to Tony Jones and Eugene Peterson. They feel like they really popularized Tony Jones and the emerging church movement. Yeah. Eugene Peterson and the broader evangelical tradition. But well, who, where did you get? It?
2: Yeah. It? So Dan Boone is a is a president of and Nazarene University, and okay. he was a he was a college pastor. Uh, He's a pastor of a college church at the college that i i I attended and um i I think i learned it from him yeah Yeah. i
0: just and i just i loved it i mean i just love that practice yeah Yeah, Yeah. i just i just just taught our youth leadership team our student leadership team how to do it Um, because you know in in eight minutes you get deeper into the scripture and dialed into the to the holy spirit than you know and and
2: Getting scripture into us instead of us getting through it, you yeah. know, kind yeah, of thing, right. and that I, that idea. Yeah, I bought so many Bibles
0: during COVID I bought, I, because because people have come in the alabaster Bibles I bought, which are like the Bible and fine photography, nicely laid out. Mm. Um, I just bought this these Bible journals. You know, left side of the page is scripture, right side of the page is notebook. But I just I I just I love yeah. I love the Bible, and I think it's because I'm a story guy. Yeah. So, so I mean, I you know I got the academic street cred, but really it's the, it's the mm-hmm. stories for me that are life.
2: Let me tell you the the funniest story that came out of this
0: came from that
2: experience. So we're <laughs> so we're on the fly as yeah. everybody is trying yeah, to figure yeah, out yeah, okay yeah. how do you do this how do you do this you know Facebook Live and this thing and what cameras need to be set up. So we're we have our worship leader in one location, myself at my house, right? right. Wow. And so he's in his barn with his guitar and 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 his he's. He's out in Concord area, the, you know, um, internet's not great out there, so we're, we have him every once in a while, then we don't, and we're doing this test run, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So our creative director, he's saying, yeah, I can see both of you guys, I can hear you, and I'll <laughs> talk a little bit more. So we're just, we're just talking about whatever. Well, he's doing this test on Facebook Live. Well, it's live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The whole thing's live. Yeah, And so we don't does know this. And so Does he know it? Uh, no, he doesn't know it either. Uh, he doesn't know it either. Uh, so we're talking about, I'm talking about my fashion choices. Uh, um, my, no, I'm not joking at all. My our roof was kind of caving in one, one section. And I'm like, you know, our, our worship leader knows a lot about construction. Hey, how do I fix it? So I'm showing him my, my house. Right. Yeah. And then I flip the camera around. My dog is pooping in our yard. And, I, and I'm saying, may, may you poop, you poop, you know, everybody, everybody on Facebook, lie, you know, and I'm like, well, we can only go up from yeah, here. Yeah, we can right. only go we up. We found from the here.
0: bottom. Yeah. So, people are commenting. <sighs> we see you. We see you. This is <laughs> don't know. We
2: this steal. is great. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, awesome. I, I was starting every one of those early devotionals like, before we switch it to something a little more high tech. You know, it's just me and my phone. I would start everyone with a sip of coffee because I'm waiting for it to. Tell me it's recording you know yeah. I'm sitting there drinking my coffee i've never showered you know it's always usually it was like 5 a.m or 8 a.m but i've been up for forever you know it's so a dandelion hair and, and so everybody would say things like we can't wait for that first slurp of coffee in the morning wow. you know and i'm like mm. oh that's funny that's so you know i'm glad it's well yeah. I, the last day i did one before we changed how we filmed them the last day i did one on my phone uh, i thought I, you know i've never watched one you no, know, people are you know. There's hundreds of people every day that are watching. I never watched one. Well, the slurp of the coffee cup is so loud that my phone speakers are frapping out. And oh. I never like. I was like, that is embarrassing. Oh. What a
1: what a clod I am. <laughs> uh, when I was shooting like a weekly update, COVID update thing, yeah. I had like a little phone stand. yeah. yeah I yeah. set my phone on and. It was my day off, so I had, like, my garbage pants on <laughs> and uh, just Dude. threw, like, a nice shirt on on the top, and I'm filming it, and I'm, it looks good yeah. at what I'm looking at. And then I watched the video later, and you can see, like, oh, it's nice. these <laughs> gross <laughs> pants, and my son was like, yeah. He said, when I watch it, he's like, Dad doesn't know that we can see
0: it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we had a couple
0: of those. We, we definitely, um, we, were, we were the church that put out a ton of content um, and uh, the image sort of that I really held on to, uh, because I know I have some strong leadership instincts, but I'm also not, I'm not focused on leadership um, and I have some strong management instincts, but I'm not, I'm so in my own lane
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, running a thousand miles an hour. And I just felt God repeatedly saying to me, there's, there's things that only you can do. And I need you to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, we published five books. I published, God, I don't know, um, a couple hundred poems. We, I, I preached over 300 times in the first six months of COVID mm. um, and recorded them and published them. And we just did did everything. And I, I just got this really strong sort of visual um, of being like a fountain. And uh, at first, I was my impulse was to go out and, and, and lead and go out to lead the charge and, but that 's not what a fountain does. People come to the fountain mm. and they get water now cl- clearly there 's a bigger fountain than me i 'm a derivative fountain you know don't stretch yeah. the metaphor right um, but but God just saying look you your job is to put out sweet, clear clean mm. water and let people come get it if they want Um, but that's your job and you can do that in a way that's different than, than how somebody else might be able to do it. So that was a good, that was a good image for me to hang on to because I felt like such a, I felt so impotent, you know, like how, like uh, honestly the things, and and I'm sure there's so many of us that are like this, but the things that are keeping me up is like, why haven't I solved the problem of race in America? Like I'm, I have that (laughs) level of, of burden, you know, why, why, why have I not resolved misogyny? Um, as though, as though I could, you know, you you sad little man. How do you get so <laughs> uppity? Um, but but that really grounded me. Was that image? Um, what what worked for you guys in the in the middle distance? You know, here we are we hope we're kind of at the tail end. We're at least in the third act. Um, there was the beginning panic,
1: um,
0: and then and then kind of making it work. What what bore fruit for you? And per-
1: personally too, not just not just professionally. Well, we never live stream. We are not like a tech savvy church. Yeah. We just, we, we focus on worship and focus on a Sunday experience. We knew probably off in the future sometime we might want yep. to have multi campuses. Yep. So when we built, cause we just finished a building project in 2019, we put an infrastructure in, we had, we had actually purchased some gear for filming, but never turned it on. <laughs> like <laughs> we weren't ready yet. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but we didn't have a way to stream. We didn't know what any of that looked like. So in 48 hours. Oh, that's awesome. We were trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, another church in our network went it loaned us the box. So we went and. You good?
0: Yeah. I was like, Did I just lose power? Or was light bulbs? Or? It's just one light bulb. Oh, okay.
1: All right. That was so dramatic. I was yeah. like. Is everything
0: about the church? <laughs>
1: yeah. does. So we drove to Luddington, grabbed this box. They trained us in Luddington, this church up in Luddington, Michigan. So here's how you do it. Set up our accounts for us. We went down, tested it. It was the same experience. It was live and we didn't know it was live. And yeah. So uh, and then our first gathering, our first two weeks, or week one was a limited gathering, is what we called it. You're gonna have to sign up, but we're gonna limit the gathering because I think at that time it was like hundred or less people or something so we did that week one and then it was becoming apparent like oh they're slowly dialing this back they're just not telling us so let's just make that jump and so week two we didn't have anybody so we we grew up like a film team Hmm. and we were filming on you know cameras like photo cameras before we upgraded eventually started upgrading and knew that for us, just the online... I don't know if you guys were doing that before or if you were, but we just need, like, this is always going to remain now. Yeah. We look at this as, a like, a campus, yeah. and we're trying to figure out how to get vision for that campus and to keep um, investing into it. So yeah. Yeah, we eventually, yeah. somewhere by the end of May or June, up, started upgrading equipment. And, yeah,
0: But, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, what about you?
2: Yeah, similar things. I mean, th- those—that that is the that is the area of ministry and a few others that that just really shined. And like, it's, uh, our digital reach is what we call it. You know, we have a digital reach director who, who really started building a team and getting things in place several years ago, you know, before I was even in this position and,
1: and it's been social media is great. Yeah. yeah, They they do
2: a great job. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so slowly making tweaks along the way. And, and so then when, when we had to go, Fully digital I mean they were just ready they were just ready to go and what was cool about it is those are the type of people who they're always behind the scenes yeah but man did they I mean they like I said they shine during this time yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I t- one of the one of my favorite moments was uh, our first week or two at, of regathering um, we have the guy who is our digital reach director um i name? asked him his name's, me, him his name's ryan pennywell yeah. and and he's completely self-taught learns all of his own stuff i mean just the just he's a genius this the hard worker and it, so he uh i told him one time i said hey my podium like the stool could you just bring it up to the stage for me just i'm trying something to just bring it up i usually just pick it up myself could you get that for me this yeah sure so he he goes he puts it up and he's so behind the scenes yeah. and i said Hey, step up on the stage with me, real quick. You know, and he's, And he looks at me like I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, gonna kill you, you, you. And he could kill me. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. And, uh, and we just had an opportunity to be able to thank him and his team for just being having us yeah. so prepared, so ready for that time. You know, so that was a big thing. Also, uh, I, I Compassionate Ministries of Jackson County um, is a is an organization that got it started in our church, but has so many partnerships. Yeah. Throughout schools and churches, your guys' church as well, um, churches throughout the community, the the ways that they have, um, they've just been geniuses and how they've been able to get food to Mm under-resourced families and kids and um, through churches like yourselves and through our church and many other churches and schools. And that has been another ministry that has just been able to, we've been able to look at it and go, man, the church is so much more than a Sunday thing. Like, yeah. you know, the hands yeah, and feet of Jesus is all throughout this yeah. community because of this organization that's been able to resource so many, we, you know. We, we
0: had to make some some staff changes and some staff cuts, you know, because of budget. And the one thing that we made sure to keep was the, the gal, Amy Kulbaugh, who delivers mm-hmm. food. Because mm-hmm. we're like, listen, no matter what we cut out, we we got to be of some value to our community. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like, like Please, please keep bringing food to those that need it. Like that's the most Santa Claus meets Jesus work imaginable. <laughs> um, so, who, who's your media guy that's, that's kept you afloat? Yeah, who's yeah. who's leading the charge for you? Because he gave a shout out to Ryan Pennywell. Is that yeah, what he's... Yeah. Ryan? If you're listening, um, if at some point you don't like Bryce and you want to come work at Westwinds, I'm just saying I
1: know a guy. I, just, I know a guy. There's a couple um, of people I'm thinking of. My son Michael. Michael Copenhagen yeah. he's the worship pastor at our church. He started organizing, but there's another guy. He works over at Spring Arbor. His name's Mark Adkins, and he's in, yeah. in videos. Who's at the college or who's at the church? At the college yeah, yeah. in Spring Arbor. Because
0: that'd be ironic if you were getting one of Kay Coldy's staff members. <laughs> <laughs> that'd
1: be, that'd
0: be, that'd Wait, be he's great. doing what? Yeah. So yeah.
1: Mark had yeah. experience in video, and he had already made some videos for us. And then yeah. another a techie guy who's behind the scenes named Leland he learned the video mixing, Mark kinda handled yeah, so the cool. uh, Yeah. And Mark's really really just started overseeing all the volunteers that mm-hmm. are serving on that, that video team now. Oh man. My my yeah.
0: adopted baby brother, Jacob McGarry, was is, is is I love this kid. He's he's amazing. He just turned twenty seven, so I can't call him a kid anymore. Uh, but he started working for us part-time years ago and, and he's got that like MacGyver spirit, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite thing in, in church work is like, you know what? I can make that. We don't have any money and we don't have any equipment, but I found some duct tape. Yeah. (laughs) So he's got that and he's, he's been a huge, huge game changer for us. Very proud of him. Very grateful for him. That's awesome. Um, what's keeping you uh, in love with Jesus during all this? Like, um what's what's the thing that keeps your spirit fresh and your your optimism and your hope uh, sustained
2: yeah the i've had i have had so many reminders of um he'll renew our strength mm-hmm. mount up on wings like eagles you know yeah. like there's so many times where um again i, I never want to make what our experience is as pastors is, you know, oh man, can you believe what we're go-, you know going through? Because my brother in law sp- specifically would give me such a hard time about that. But what's he? What's, uh, I, what's he? Because I, I, I only work one day a week. Oh right? yeah. So, yeah uh, sure. uh, so, but but just yeah. just to just to keep in mind that because there've been so many dips emotionally, <laughs> yeah, uh, spiritually, even for me throughout this time. That, uh, that I remember our first our first week of regathering. Um, in between services uh in between services i went back to my office just for about 10 minutes went back to my office and just kind of sat in a fetal position on my floor and just kind of and just rocked a little yeah. bit i really did i mean yeah. I, yeah. just because i i just thought if this is what it's going to be like yeah. i don't i don't know i don't i just yeah, don't right. know you know yeah. and and so there've been so many times where um just in different ways, where uh, God's just re- just centering me back on Him. Yeah. I'm renewing your strength, uh, Bryce. Let's again get perspective. Um, fill your tank back up, you know, so that you're not working out of out of some reserve that's not there, you know. So that's. Hmm. It's just been helping me, just uh, and I, I wish I wish I was so much better. I wish I had so many disciplines that I could just brag about, you know. But I, it's just been, it's been so many times where he's just he's picking me up off the floor, out of the pit, keeping me going. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. For me, it, the disciplines I started years ago really has been sustaining me. Just that every morning, getting up, doing devotions, diving into the scripture. But if I if I can be transparent, thank you for your transparency. I, I felt the same. There were moments where, just I remember one day telling my wife, "I feel so lonely right now." Totally. Mm-hmm. Just I I yeah. like I was emotional. Like felt like I was tanking, and knowing that you know Paul tells us that when we're weak, then we're strong. Because like, then we got to lean into them. Yeah. And and we have to we have to. So there, there was that moment, and all the second guessing. So I'd like to say, man, my faith has just been awesome through all of this. But I will say this: it does seem like in this season, it's been easier to hear the Lord to hmm. me. Hmm. Uh, when you talk about you know the mm-hmm. fountain that you've seen, I just know that that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, giving you yeah. that. Like you yeah. needed that image from God yeah. to be that fountain to your congregation and yeah. and the, the people you influence. And I've had a few moments like that. One of yeah. one, it's mid-April. Uh, one of the associate pastors who oversees our mission trips say, I, "Told me I got to purchase all these tickets to, to go to Costa Rica because we had a mission trip plan yeah. in November, and that was going to be ten fifteen thousand dollars. I think I can't remember. It was a lot of money. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't even know if like that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I mean, and so I I said I got to go get with the Lord we had multiple men's events planned yeah, yeah, yeah. several events planned throughout the year and I knew like I need to hear a word from God yeah to know what, what, how I'm going to lead through the rest of this year and he gave me a picture about uh reestablishing the gathering and uh, that was going to be our goal for 2020 mm-hmm. not not in terms of numbers but right. let's get back together let's that physical together. gather yeah. that gathering's important. And he gave what happened for me, I was praying, and the Lord speaks through me through images. And I seen this car accident in my mind. And it's like cars are pulling over, pulling bodies out of wow. just a wreck. And he said, This is what happened in March. This is what everyone was experiencing. This is yeah. a tragic thing. And yeah. then and then I seen like <clears throat> the medics arrive and they're checking heartbeat. And he said, What you do in that moment is you you check the pulse, you check what's critical. Mm. And then, then it shifted to a hospital room, and I see someone hooked up to IVs. And yeah. and uh, n- now you're not in that car accident scene. We're not like trying to stop bleeding anymore. That's happened. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get you to walk again. Yeah. And I and I took that and, the, and the just, good. just heard that from the Lord. Just like your job is to reestablish the gathering, um, strengthen the gathering. I can't quite remember the word that came to my mind. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it right right now. But so that's what we did. That's going to be our focus and nothing else. And then he said, "And it will be like a person. Your job is to get people off IVs, get them on the walker. Get them that's off. so good." Man. And and I, and I heard this in my spirit. It's going to be like someone walking with a walker. You're not going to run right mm-hmm. away when you start gathering. It was true. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we're still not running. What do you like,
0: what, what capacity are? I mean, we're at about
1: oh, I don't know, maybe forty percent on a good day. I. We're probably around seventy seventy five percent. Okay. Back. Yeah. Um,
2: what about you? Yeah, probably thirty thirty five. I yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think
1: what I've been hearing is thirty forty percent is a, about the average. Yeah. But that's recent in the last four weeks, and mm-hmm. I've noticed there are a lot of visitors. So I'm yeah. not. I can't make sense of what that means or why sure, it, why sure. it's like that.
0: What uh, What are you doing for kids? Are you know kids ministry on Sunday morning.
1: We. We started our kids ministry back up in stages, okay. and we didn't do it stage one until July. Okay, so mid July we had uh, a limited kids gathering, working up to the fall, trying to get all of our kids gathering back. Yeah. So we are we have a full kids ministry back oh, with, with limited yeah, space. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We've got everybody in together right now, which is so weird. We 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 still have limited seating. We we built boxes like box pew o- yeah. opera boxes. They they look they look really cool. I keep bugging all my team to take pictures of them because like this it looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, nobody fits in them, but it looks really. Cool. <laughs> and each box has like an icon, some some biblical animal associated with it. But That's it's great. like oh, over here are like the um, like the air creatures, you know, uh, eagle dove, whatever. In the middle are like the land creatures, you know, hippopotamus, what, whatever the thing, lion, you know. But then then there's all these ones that are like the weird mythological creatures in the Bible. So there's a dragon box and a unicorn box and a, Just all the stuff that's in the Bible that you're like, wait, did I read that right? So then they have these little... So that's really fun. The auditorium looks really cool, which, you know, we, we put a high value on aesthetics. And so that's really neat. Um, but all our kids are, are with their parents in these little box pews, that's um, great. which actually is cool yeah like and so i i go back and forth on like how how long do i want to do this because there's i love the idea of parents teaching their children yeah sure. and having a shared experience and we t- traditionally or, or not traditionally historically at westwinds that the kids would rather be in the big room um, mm. now you can't have little little kids in the big room long term you know because they they get bored and they squawk and but really not much and our seating capacity right now is only like 200 yeah so and we're doing five services on a sunday to try and jam everybody in there but
1: we were hearing that in our congregation that people were waiting for kids ministry before they would come before they would come back. So I think that's why. Yeah.
0: And you, have you had any problems doing kids stuff?
1: No, thank God. Not yet. I mean, we've implemented a lot of protocols and so it was like, we had to iron out the wrinkles for some of that stuff, but not major. Yeah. Did you start with the younger kids or older kids? Uh, Younger.
0: It's like, like infant toddler. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, i think 4 weeks ago we we brought back yeah nurseries all the way through at- elementary's fifth grade middle yeah. schools
0: back high school meets
2: on a Sunday night yeah so yeah. high school so that... high
0: school was a, a fun one for us yeah. was it yeah yeah we've been doing it's our but because we don't have any staff anymore we have like a fraction of who we used to have on staff so it's our it's our Sunday morning team doing our Sunday night high school stuff which wow. is really fun wow. like we, all my and they all volunteered like my music person my media person my designer they all said yeah wow. we, we believe in teenagers so we'll we'll give our time to make that happen and, and it's been a riot huh but I haven't preached to a youth group in like 20 years, you know. So I'm like, I don't know any slang. <laughs> Yo, know, you know, sup, dog. You know, like, I feel like I my kids are like, dad, you're so embarrassing. You now, um, no, you, you got a bunch of notes there. But I don't know if you have any notes. What do you guys want to talk about that we haven't hit so far? Because I keep driving you, and we'll get back to some scripture. but what's some stuff that, that you guys I'll just follow
1: your lead, but I should tell you, when I sought the Lord, it was May 20th, when he was showing me that vision, yeah. I knew that it meant don't do all these events. Yeah, you don't plan your weddings, you don't plan yeah, yeah, vacations, yeah. you don't plan that stuff. Yeah. And when something tragic happens, so I went back told like, "Yeah, we're not we're not going to Costa Rica. Yeah, so don't buy those tickets." Mm. And then we found out you couldn't even get. Yeah, you couldn't do it. Couldn't do it anyway. Yeah, passports yeah. and. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, our our thing, we, we canceled all, like, we were trying Zoom Bible studies, we were trying Zoom Sunday school, and, and just, I realized, the only thing we're doing that bears fruit is online church services. Mm. Um, that's what bears fruit. And, mm. and I never, like, I hated the idea of running a church TV studio, yeah. you know, and we're still, all of our equipment is stuff you'd get at Best Buy on yeah. a good day you know so all our stuff is you know breaks all the time we fix it with tape and, and, <laughs> and you know, swear about it you know yeah. but I go that's the only thing we're doing that bears fruit and so I go okay we'll, we'll just double down on that because you know if there's no fruit there's no point yeah you know? what about you
2: yeah we've had you know I'm sure you guys have some semblance of group life or small groups or some kind of uh, community uh, element mm-hmm. to, to what you do but um, we do ours in in three segments, three sessions throughout the year, about twelve weeks at a time, and and we've seen those at the beginning. Uh, there was there was this resilience of oh, yeah. oh, man. We're gonna, you know I'll try this Zoom thing. I, I think yeah. mid mid session we had to on the fly teach people how to do Zoom. What is Zoom? I don't even know what that is. You know, yeah. and all the, and so we're teaching people how to do that, and the community can still happen in these tiles. You know, so we really tried to emphasize that and, and to promote that, Hey, you're going to still need community throughout this time, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, um, and I think that worked for a little while We we are into our, into the, we just into our, our next session, you know, for, for the fall and it's the lowest, It's the lowest signups we've ever had. We're having the same experience, and you know you can attribute it to so many different things. I mean, there's there's exhaustion with this with Zoom, Zoom fatigue. fatigue. You have uh, some people on the other side of it where you know where they're just they're they're still they still don't feel safe regathering physically. Um, You have other people who just it all over the place, and so as much as you try to tell people, hey, community is still important, man, we need each other, especially during this time. There, there are so many people who aren't who aren't uh, aren't really buying that. Maybe it's, maybe it's not that they're, they're not buying it. They're just trying to conserve energy or focus. Uh, well, we've you know.
0: seen the limits of, of digital offerings. Yeah. We've seen the limit yeah. of online church. Um, and and you know I'm not a big believer in limits, but but we've certainly seen this particular manifestation of small group life, even of church community life and church liturgical life. We've, mm. we've seen the limitations of it. You know, it's it's only so good
1: yeah Um, i agree yeah yeah.
0: and and you know i mean my theology of the incarnation is that god can still work through digital technology um and my practice as a pastor has told me that this is about it (laughs) yeah you know i did a we did a zoom i did a during the summer
2: session i did a a zoom group uh on saturday mornings like eight o'clock in the morning on the screw tape letters and i had so much fun with it I, I i had a ton of fun with it and i think what i liked about it as a pastor was I could just mute myself, uh-huh. and and then they had to talk. I mean, you yeah. you either have to talk, or I'm okay being done at 8.15. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah, we start yeah. at 8, I'm okay being done at 8.15, I'll go about my day, be with my family. Yeah. And so I would pose that's a great. question, hey, what stood out to you this week? Mute. They can all see that I'm muted, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so it was this new dynamic of, I don't feel like I have to lead this entire thing. Hey, uh, um, you great. guys have to say something, or this is going to be a real short time. you yeah. know? And I'm okay with that. So that's good. That went well, but I don't know if all of them are going uh, that, that, well. Yeah, that swimmingly, but, yeah.
1: So, do you still have a mixture of physical community groups Some, and Zoom? Because it's we're a doing, mix. We're doing both. Yeah, yeah it's a mix.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, here, here's the, the, the place I'd like to end. And you know, like like any good minor profit podcast, I'd like to end with a note of hope. Um, <laughs> but but Jesus said, you know, this is this isn't just the end of an age. But these birth pangs are just the beginning, um, mm-hmm. and, you know you, you have birth pangs because something new is being brought to bear. Yeah. Um, and so, where? Imagine a sonogram. You know, we're looking at the ultrasound of the church. Uh, what do you see through COVID that's mm-hmm. being birthed? Um, I mean, certainly, certainly, an awareness of racial inequality, injustice. Um, and valuation is is now widespread in the church that wasn 't there before God is birthing mm-hmm. um a vision for multicultural diversity identity, and glorification um, so that, that that's a big one but what else do you see God birthing in this new not new age but new new era of the church you want to go you want me to i uh,
1: sure uh, i'll i'll go first i you know, you're talking about that, that new age yeah. statement, like this new thing coming. I heard a pastor say, uh, he stopped using the phrase season. Like we, a seasons and mm-hmm. he's like an era has ended Yeah, an there and we're not going back. And so when we hear phrase, I can't wait till we get back to normal and we're like, no, it's a new era. There's a, there's a brand new mm-hmm. normal. So some of the things I wrote, you know, I knew you were going to ask that question. So I wrote some things down on that and I, I was already thinking about this pre COVID, but COVID really just helped me see that. Uh, and I'm not speaking for all churches, but I don't think the American church has done a great job of making disciples like other cultures have it's mm-hmm. Uh, I met a pastor from Iran and he said the statement I'd never heard anybody say before. He said, we have people and I unbelievers leading unbelievers to the Lord. Hmm. And I'm, I said, well, unpack that. What does that mean? And so he he said, you know, we we don't tell them about Jesus. We handwrite the Bible. They don't know they're reading the Bible. Eventually they ask, but these unbelievers are taking the same thing we're giving them because it's bringing life to them. And they're giving them to other unbelievers once Mm -hmm. they find their way to Jesus. And they're making disciples. And Iran is one of the fastest growing uh, places right now for Christianity. Mm -hmm. And this pastor said, uh, in Iran, uh, he said eight out of ten Muslims will, will turn their heart to the Lord. Wow. It's, this is fascinating. His name's man. I shouldn't say his name. uh, but, uh <laughs> <laughs> it would be dangerous. Yes, to, yeah. Like comes uh, looking for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his name's Bob. His Bob, name's Bob. Uh, and Iranian Bob. Great guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he was, like, he convicted me. Yeah. And this was pre-COVID, maybe last, about a year ago. And he's like digging into us about, you, you know, do you even know your barista's name? Hmm. Yeah. like. And are you really seeking people of peace? So I've been I feel like for the future for us, I'm gonna focus on how do we really make disciples. And I think it's gonna be low invitation, high impact. Hmm. And I think what the American church is focused on is high invitation. Yeah. Big turnouts, yeah. attraction. Yep. Yeah. And the impact's low. Yeah. And which is why we're seeing like where's our church right now? Hmm. Well, I think what we're seeing returning is and are true disciples who are, are trying to do that, and I know that some can't return yet, and I get that, but others they just have new habits, yeah yeah, and, yeah. right' but, their Sundays are full, yeah, and they's like, oh, I can do church this way, and it's not real discipleship, so I think for us is that, and I wrote down we need to change how we measure success in the future hmm. so um We used to count attenders and kind of weigh success that way. And I think one of the reasons I think people are coming back is because they're hungry for the presence of God. Well, Mm -hmm. We we may count attenders. People count, I think, God's counting the weight of his glory. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we need to measure success by the weight of God's glory in our gatherings. Mm -hmm. I think the future church needs the presence of Jesus. It's the thing that that's going to change lives. Yeah,
0: that's it's distinct from from yeah. football games and right. community events and yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, how about
0: you?
2: Yeah, I so two things. One, I, I there there's part of me depending on who listens to this. I, you know, I <laughs> uh there's part of me who that um, I've enjoyed having 150 people yeah. come to a service and I get to see them and I get to talk to them and I get to run out in the parking lot and sometimes chase them down and and, and say, man, I haven't seen, it's, 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 it's fun to be able to look at somebody and say, this is your first Sunday back, you know? Um, because before I, I don't know, I don't know when you're here. I don't know when you're not here. I don't know, you know, right? and there's been uh, operating. I've shared this with our staff a little bit operating as if I'm, I'm a church of 300, you know, is, is, uh, it's unique you know and there's just a different feel to it and mm. and so i i kind of wonder if if as we move forward we'll we'll start to look at more environments um That's on the weekends great. that that are just uh more intimate, more available, more, you know, smaller and being okay with that. I wonder that, you know, I'll I don't know what that. that'll look like, but, um, even limiting the capacity, this limited capacity that we've had, you yeah. know, yeah. there's part of me that just kind of like, I kind of like the limitation. <laughs> I kind of, lim- I kind of like limiting it. And, yeah. uh, and if that means we do more services because it's more limited, but people are more known, um, known deeper than, I think there's value to that. The other thing that stands out to me is I read this, Years ago, when I when I first started following Jesus, I had a I had a, a guy who was a mentor. Um, he uh, was really into. I was in eighth grade when I started following Jesus. He was really into Max Lucado at the time, and Max yeah. Lucado was pumping books out like yeah. crazy, you know. And and I loved how how good of a storyteller uh, Max Lucado was. And and so I, I think the. Um, I forget what book it was but but I uh I remember getting into one of his books one time and there was a story and it and it was it was entitled when fishermen don't fish they fight and mm-hmm. he was talking about his <laughs> great, uh that's a great day. yeah so he's talking about his friend and how they they went on a fishing trip when he was a kid and and they had all these these great visions of going out and fishing the next morning they're getting everything ready you know I'm not a fisherman so I don't know any lingo but you know they're getting everything ready and then they wake up and it's it's uh it's raining, it's ice cold outside, and so they 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 realize man. It's not a day to fish, you know. Yeah. And so they stay in and they play cards and they look at books and all this kind of stuff. And with the hopes that the next day this is the day that we're going to go fishing, you know. And they wake up and it's even colder. The the door is like ice shut. And all of a the sudden they they realize they're looking at another day perspective of like, yeah. man, we're going to stay inside again. Yeah, and yeah, so there's yeah. there's certain things in his friend that this that, that start to come to the surface where he never noticed them before. Yeah, but there are these little him. things that irritate oh, him and his dad, oh, man. His dad, he can't the, he can't cook bacon correctly. His eggs are always you know you know, burned and all this kind of stuff, and uh, and so they're focusing on all. The, when fishermen don't fish, they fight, and so they're focused on all the wrong things. They wow. all these things start to come to the surface because their mission that they came there to accomplish, yeah. they couldn't accomplish. Oh, so I, like wow. I think with the church, like I've had this, and I don't know where it's gonna go, and it drives me crazy that I can't figure it out, and I wish I could yes. be a better leader in this, but. But I I have this like this rising, not it's not angst, but it feels all it feels like unsettled. Yeah. Where I think the church is just gonna get back to its mission, you know, yeah, where yeah, we're, yeah. Supposed yes. we're supposed to make disciples. We're supposed to make disciples, we're supposed to go, you know? Yes. And so I look at a you can cut me off anytime if I'm going too long, but I I look at my I had a neighbor who lived across the street from me for six years and we never ta- had one faith conversation in six years. Mm. You know, we talked about football. We talked about the kids. We talked about our houses. Um, we didn't talk about faith. He knew I was a pastor. You know, I thought I didn't know if he knew, but I, he knew Yeah. he gets ready to move. And, and before he's getting ready to move, he says, Hey, I'm, I'm moving down the street from your church. And I said, are you really, you know, I'm surprised he even knows what church. Yeah, pastor, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? right. I'm moving down the street from your church. Really? Yeah. I think we. I think that's probably not by accident. How, and I'm going. Wow. I'm going. Man, he's starting this conversation. Like, I think I'm supposed to be the one that's starting this conversation, but he's the one starting this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Then he starts asking me about what kind of a Bible uh, I would suggest that he might get. He's never been to church, but maybe a couple of times he was a kid. He was a handwritten he was, Iranian Bible. That's what you should get. Yeah. Those, yeah. those <laughs> are in right. Right, here. right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was raised. You know, he was raised agnostic. And but he, oh, here's oh, the yeah. thing that he said: is he said in all of this time in our world today where there's so much evil and there's so much on this side of things that that just doesn't look right he said i have to believe there's something on the other side i Mm, have to believe there's something good on the other side yeah and so i'm curious you know and i'm I'm, i want to know and he's been coming to church and he's been man and i like i just think the church has to get back to that they have to get back to this mission of of man, I'm going to form friendships of integrity. I'm going to go over and get to know my neighbor. I'm going to, I'm going to walk across the street. I'm going to, um, just build these friendships of integrity with the hopes that I can introduce them to the most important part of my life. And that's Jesus. Cool. And, um, I'm excited about that. I don't know where that goes. You I know, love but that. And I agree it. with you.
1: I think that's what's happening is pastors are becoming aware. We've done a lot of good things and great things, but we're becoming aware, like, yeah, this is—it's more simple than what we've made it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I—I I
2: started looking at things like, you know, I see churches that have if you have these, then I'm I'm sorry, but I, you know, these, whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. These values that are so well crafted and they, they just look brilliant and they're creative and they're like, they, Oh man, that's, that's amazing. And so I'm going, I'm going, maybe we should, man, we should define our, we've had unwritten values for so many years. Maybe we should get back to, we should do that. We should figure out what defines us as a church. But then I'm going, there's this, this rising, like this, this, this evangelism, this sharing yeah, the good yeah, news that yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm going, but I need to get back to that. So, you know, I'm on yeah. audible and I'm listening to a, evangelism as exiles and getting the whole church to speak about evangelism, just different books where I'm going, what am I listening to? You know? Yeah. And, and it's just fun to be there, but to not know where it goes drives me crazy. But that's where I, that's where well, I
0: was that that. You said you can be in charge, but you can't be in control. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. like that. I don't want somebody else to be that right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah i i just think there's um you know every every season like this presents massive opportunity totally and i, I just i want to be nimble you yeah know? i want to be able to go where the spirit says go and i think about the is the vision of ezekiel you know opening vision of ezekiel the prophet is, is caught up in the spirit of god and he sees um, the heavenly throne bearers, you know, the 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 cherubs, the composite beings, um, you know, and wherever the spirit goes, then the wheels go, and the, then the throne goes, and the chair goes, and I just think, you I know, it's, sometimes the spirit goes north, and we're facing south because that's what it says about the four creatures. There's one face faces north, one faces south, east and west. And sometimes you're the south-facing creature and you're pulled backwards going, "Where the heck am I going?" <laughs> oh, that's or sometimes good. you're totally sideways, you're the east-facing creature and you're like, "I don't want to go this way. <laughs> I, love I can't that. see where I'm going." And I think that my responsibility is not to know what happens next. So my good. responsibility is to go. That's so to good. go with the spirit. Yeah. Love um, that. and, and 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 these days, you know, I just think the more the more focus I have on myself, the more I lose. You know, if I think about whether or not I'm tired, if I think about whether or not I, I am optimistic, if I think about whether or not I'm positive, if I think about yeah. whether or not I'm sufficiently godly, I just, I go, well, the, like the answer is, is all, the, all the answers are wrong, <laughs> right? But when I think about, when I think about Jesus, um, what do he say? Uh, whoever drinks of me will never thirst again. Mm-hmm. And so in my own life, I go, if I'm, if I'm a fountain, um, this, this fountain has no reservoir the my, my reservoir is jesus Hmm. and this uh, it's more like a downspout that's all i have i have one pipe jesus (laughs) puts it into me and i put it into the church that's all i got i got i'm not holding on to any of it and and as soon as i if the pipe from jesus closes this is the most useless fountain ever because i got there's no there's nothing that dave is going to generate that's going to help um and so i just think so so critical for us to 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 really like we said at the beginning hang on to his garment Hmm. hang on to the robes of jesus and go all right all right lord um you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna beat me up, great, I'll, I'll go with you. If, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna lead me and elevate me, great, I'll go with you. Um, if we're gonna go sideways, great, I'll go with you. Uh, I just want to go with you. I just want to go with you. Man, yeah. so um, yeah, thank you for being uh, with us today, everybody. Thanks you guys for joining me. Boy, I love you guys. Thank and, you. Uh, Your gift, and, man. And I just I pray the richest blessings on your churches. Our our town, our city, our world is better because of you, because of your families, because of your ministries. And I feel honored and privileged to work with you. And uh, you're my friends forever.